This is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, and I'm here with the one and only Scott Snyder. Scott, uh, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Now, your run on Batman uh, made me fall in love with the character all over again. So I want to know, did you approach DC about tackling the Dark Knight, or did they come to you? No, I mean, well, they asked me what character I'd like to work on the most out of anybody, and I said Batman right away. He's always been my favorite character, not just in, like, comics, but all of, like, literature itself. And um, what happened was they told me they had an opening on backups of Detective Comics. There would be, like, eight-page stories in the back of Paul Dini's uh, Detective, and they could hire me for about a year doing those. Uh, and I did I have a story, and I pitched them the idea of James Jr. Uh, and, and Jim Gordon, and it was just going to be a small detective story. And then Paul Dini wound up with another project, and they asked me, did I want to take the features as well and have the whole book back up and feature? And I was so excited. I was like, this is going to scare me to death, and I'm going to live my entire like year in abject terror of screwing this up. But yes. And so I expanded the story of the Black Mirror to that. Uh, and then when I finished that, they asked me what I wanted to do, and I was like, just more, I love this, more Batman. And then they said, well, Bruce is coming back. Do you want to do Bruce? 100%. I'd love to. Started writing The Court of Owls. And then they said, well, guess what? It's going to be Batman number one. And I was like, I have to quit. That is too scary. you know. And they convinced me not to. And I've been on it ever since. I just loved it. Now, speaking of The Court of Owls, it's, it's not often that comic creators, any, at least that anymore, get to create iconic characters that, that, that really stand out to, to the fans. What was it like for you to... You know, create the, these characters and then find out that the fans just like took to them so so deeply. Oh, I still vividly remember I was at C2E2 uh, that year. Uh, it was like we had started in September and it was like September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So it was about seven issues in. And I was still like, God, does anyone like this? I'm nervous. The sales are good, but who knows, whatever. And then somebody came in dressed as a Talon to the con with the most amazing Talon costume and Bob Harris, the editor-in-chief, looked at me and he was just like, I think you have a hit. And I was like, it just it meant the world to me. And it really is that. It's fans. When you see the fans excited about the Batman who laughs or Court of Owls or, you know, Joker with his face cut off from Death of the Family, you see that cosplayed, that's when you know it's, it, it's, you have something special. So it's the fans' support and love that really is the energy that, you know, fuels it. It's not DC saying... This is going to stick. We're going to make it stick. That never works. It's you guys out there reading the books that come back to us with this incredible support and love and energy, and we're very grateful for that. Now, before you took on The Dark Knight, you teamed up with the iconic horror writer Stephen King to bring us the amazing series American Vampire. What spawned the idea for this series, and how did you get Stephen King involved? Yeah, well, American Vampire was sort of like my baby where I was like if I only get a chance to write one book what would it be it was that because it brought all the things I love into one place horror history Americana folklore all of it so um, I pitched it to Vertigo back in 2009 and I had a lot of help from Mark Doyle who's now the the head of Vertigo he was just an assistant editor at the time Uh, and Karen Berger honestly was my hero she's the one that took a chance on us and 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 they took the book and then the funny thing about Stephen King was then they asked me afterwards, they said, is there anybody you know in the book world that, that writes horror that might be able to give us a blurb or a quote? And I was like, well, I've been lucky enough to get to know Stephen King a little bit, whatever. So I asked Stephen King in an email, I said, do you mind reading this? And if there's any chance that you would be willing to do one line that's just like, I think this is good. It would mean the world to me. And he read it and he was like, actually, you know, I like it enough that I'd write an issue sometime. You should tell them that. And I was like, if I tell them that, they're going to want you to write issue one and not me. 
And he was like, go ahead. So I did. I told Vertigo. And I remember leaving a message. It was like 7 o'clock on a Friday. I left it after the office was closed. And Monday morning at like 8 a.m., everybody called. They were like, did you just say that Stephen King would write an issue of American Vampire? And I was like, yeah. So he wound up writing an issue that we were going to split over five issues. Uh, and instead, he wrote so much and was so incredible about you know developing the world of the series off the outline that he wound up doing almost five full issues which we just we loved you know so I was incredibly grateful to him he was a great he's been a great mentor supports new writers all the time just so so proud of uh, of you know working with him in any capacity always and you, you is, it, is it true you started off writing uh, short fiction I did now this is definitely it's different from comics is it something that you'd like to go back to at all have you continued doing that in your in your spare time at all yeah. no I mean I, I always wanted to do comics growing up but I wanted to be a comic book artist and writer and I had a portfolio like all the way through college and I actually went to school in Providence Rhode Island because I wanted to go to RISD on the side and take courses and I just couldn't I couldn't figure it out I couldn't find a way to make it work with my schedule so I fell more into the writing and then wrote stories that had supernatural elements, little things like that, sometimes on the side. And so I wound up kind of finding my way back into comics through that. When I started publishing stories, I got the chance to pitch. Um, but I've always loved writing prose as well. I mean, comics is my love from when I was a kid, and, and you know, it'll never not, not be. So I don't have a lot of ambitions to go out of comics. But that said, I'm trying to experiment more now with projects that have prose in them in comics, like AD, After Death, that I did with Jeff Lemire. And I'm working on a project with Jock on the side a little bit that has prose and, and uh, graphic liter- uh, graphic illustration as well. It's it's a horror book that that's uh, almost a YA book. I'm really proud of it. So I'm trying to kind of incorporate different aspects of, of different kinds of writing that I've enjoyed into my comic books as I go forward. That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, I, I, is there any place that we can like find your writings that you've done in the past? Yeah, I mean, I did a bu- I was pub- Random House published my first book of stories under their dial imprint called Voodoo Heart. So that's where it's a kind of almost slightly magical or supernatural stories, but mostly realistic. And then um, I did a story called The Thirteenth Egg uh, that was about a superhero. It was about a guy, a kid that went away to war in World War II and was exposed to radiation in the Bikini Atoll tests and became becomes like a supervillain almost. And that's a story that caught the attention of Marvel and DC, actually, and it was published in a book, yeah, called Who Can Save Us Now? Uh, and... Uh, it was about uh, stories that involve superheroics written by literary writers, and that was what uh, got me into comics. So if you could check that out, too. Definitely. Now, you and your partner in crime, Greg Capullo, are working on a new series called Batman Last Night on Earth. Can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of what we can expect from this new series? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about it. I mean, Greg and I have always loved working together, but we've never gotten a chance to work together in this capacity where we don't have the monthly deadline, and instead we can make something you know, with all of the time, all of the uh, focus, all of the intensity, without the pressure of, you know, the hamster wheel of the ads and the the, the cliffhanger, and can you tie into this, and can you do, sell 100000 so that these other books, like, everything was always that. This is like, what can you make if we give you some space to make something special with no pressure like that? And I, I'm so proud of it. It basically is about... Batman uh, is on a case and all of a sudden he wakes up from the case and he's in Arkham and his doctor is there and is like thank god we finally found a medicine that gets through to you you've been here for 20 years like ever since you killed your parents in that alley and that's the beginning of the book so it's a Batman story that takes place 
you figure out it start, it takes place in the future and it tells the future of our DC universe. I'm really proud of it. That sounds excellent. Thank you. Now, you've had the opportunity to put your spin on two of the major DC characters, Batman and Superman. Are there any that you would like to get your hands on and maybe finish off the Trinity, do something with Wonder Woman? Yeah, well, uh, getting to do Justice League right now, I, I've really gotten a chance to write other characters like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash. So I'm trying to use that series as a place for him to get to really delve into everybody that I haven't gotten to write. But if you're talking about doing like a, a, a real kind of take on one character, Wonder Woman is probably the one that's the highest on my list of characters I haven't gotten to write. But there's a lot I didn't get to do with Superman, and I understand the character in a different way than I used to, and I'd really love to write him again. So Wonder Woman and Superman are definitely tops, and then there's some ones that um, are, I think, probably a little uh, less well-known to people, like uh, uh, Commandy. I would love to do a Commandy story. I have an idea for one. I have an idea for a Detective Chimp story that I really want to do. Uh, Adam Strange is another one. There are a bunch. So, I mean... You know, I'd love to do a Dr. Fate. He's another one that um, I've really fallen in love with. So, yeah, there's a bunch. You know, there's a lot. There's still a lot of characters to use. And finally, if you had one piece of advice that you could give to anyone who's trying to break into the comics world, what would that piece of advice be? Well, I think nowadays you the, the practical advice is you have to make your comics to get into comics. I know it sounds weird, but... Because you can find artists and make comics digitally and you can you don't need Marvel and DC to make them the way you used to and you don't need to physically print them and hand them out. Um, I think that uh, you are expected almost to make something and finish it and then show it to comic book editors and be like, this is what I do, this is my comic, this is how I write, this is how I draw, you know, that stuff. So that's what I'd say in terms of, like, your resume is your comic that you made. Um, but in terms of, like, uh, more of sort of... Um, personal advice, the advice that I would give you is uh, write the thing that you would like to pick up today and read the most. That's it. you got to write the story that you think you'd be most inspired to find on the shelf, whether it's funny, dark, political, totally apolitical, whatever it is, what would make you feel, I can't believe I found this comic today. It makes me so happy. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me. Anytime, man. It's a pleasure. And thank you guys. You guys have been very supportive of us. I really appreciate it. I know your site. I, I, find, I know you on Twitter, all that stuff too. So I I really want to say thank you to everybody involved with you guys to, uh, for being so awesome with us. Awesome. That means the world to me. This is Josh Rayner signing off.